0: Oi yeah. how's it going? Back once again with episode 4 of the podcast. On this episode we've got Lee Mills, DJ Millsy, former resident of Fusion, Hardhouse DJ and all round versatile... Tune selector. If you do enjoy the podcast, then feel free to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and we do have our own community group on Facebook, which is it's time to refresh podcast community. Uh, You can ask questions to the guests, get early info, and any bonus content related to the podcast. Take care. What time is that? It's time time to to refresh. Uh, and we're off. Uh, this, is episode, this is episode four of the podcast. Uh, on this episode we've got uh, Lee Mills, uh, DJ Millsy, um, well known within the hard scene and um, clubs such as Fusion, uh, you're doing a lot with the Fusion reunion and well basically local legend if you don't mind me saying <laughs> How are we doing? All right. Not
1: too bad, thanks for having us.
0: Um, I just want to get straight into it to be honest with you, um, because I don't know your history. So, and we've only like sort of briefly crossed paths yep. now and again. Um, but I just wanted to ask how you started out, essentially.
1: Right. Yeah. No problem. Um, I started a job at Sellafield, uh, in an apprenticeship, and I later worked with. Um, said you fancy swapping some decks for one of your mountain bikes? Because I used to mountain bike quite a lot back then. Right. Ended up swapping some swapping one of my old mountain bikes for a set of decks and loads of zone tunes.
0: <laughs> well, so did you know you were into like into mu- like music? No, I wasn't.
1: What? I wasn't even into it. I, didn't, I just because random. Asked, just random, eh? Just yeah. asked us. Oh, class. Um, and so, so, so I spent I spent a few months just trying to learn how to DJ on yeah. cat on. And so it was what Italian tunes, I Italian yeah. yeah which is obviously quite hard as well. So what year was this? We're talking, I must have been 19. 19.
0: So, I, mean, I don't know how old you are. But... I'm, for, I'm
1: 46, so... Uh...
0: Oh, so, what? It must have been late like 90s. I Something yep. like that, yeah. Mm. Uh, massively into mountain biking as well, eh? Yeah. Uh-huh. I see a lot of like the, the views and that you post on you.
1: I'm, I'm back into it now, but uh, I wasn't when I was doing gym. Yeah. Um,
0: so then, you started out doing the Italian stuff. Sort of, where, where what direction did you go in from then? Just bedroom DJ, yeah. Well, was bedroom DJ around you, like
1: uh, at all. There wasn't really any clubs. There was passions, and there was, there was Main Street, which was ISIS. Kind of but it was called Main Street at the time. And yeah. there was four of them, obviously.
0: So were you going out as a rare clubber type thing at the time? Yeah, we were going clubbing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. tall trees and stuff like that. Right, and and what was the, the the scene of music? What was the what was the at the time?
1: Back then, it was like it was when dance music was just. It was basically dance music. It was on Radio One. You had Judge Jules, yeah, and trant, you know you had classic trance, and it didn't really have genres like it has now. As such.
0: So you were there for the the peak of that euphoric and trance. Yeah,
1: ninety nine, oh. two thousand. Oh. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. They they were that's, the best that's, my,
0: that's the year I wish I, if I could get it around at any time, because a lot of the stuff now I listen to, it's still I'm still stuck in that moment of. 1997, 98 mostly, ninety nine, two thousand, and that's like my
1: that that was the year for trance and stuff, I think yeah. definitely.
0: It was that that was I was gonna mention this as well. I, when I when I went to Saltfest last year, we went to sort of last minute on the Sunday, um some yeah, the Sunday afternoon. And then I, I went over to the, the the dance tent or the hive of what it is yeah. called, yeah. And I seen that you I heard some like um euphoric, big euphoric stuff and I was like I said to him, she's we We're gonna have to get over there. So whenever and I seen that you were on, I was just like, oh, this is class. Like, because, no, because it's, it's not something you eat out all the time. No, you think I was, in nightclubs and that now, there's there's no, you're not here uplifting trance, do you, nah, really? No, nah. So, yeah, yeah it was time to be, to be raving, yeah. but like, class. In good so, times. So where were you going at this point like so you were saying I wasn't
1: no, I was just that was just a thing that happened it wasn't it wasn't part of a plan to start DJing. it was just yeah. he said Do you want to swap a bike for some dicks and I said yeah why, why not yeah, that's, it's, it's <laughs> weird isn't it
0: it's yeah like no, it, just, just...
1: It, just, it just it just happens does not it you don't know so uh, so was it you
0: entertaining your mates or like when you were bedroom DJing, what was what was it were we, we DJing at like I was just started? I was
1: living at my mum's and it was just trying to just trying to learn to mix Yes. <laughs> it drove her insane. Were your mates
0: into it? Of, of uh, yeah,
1: a few time. of my mates were. We were sat well. Hard house came about around about the same time, right. and all my mates went into hard house, so we go away clubbing to hard house, right. and the then we started by got... buying hard like house records and stuff.
0: What 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 sort of tunes at that time was were in hard house? What
1: was? Tidy, t- tidy tracks was always quite big.
0: Yeah, um, mm. they sort of sort of hit the mainstream right about then as well. The yeah, day, yeah. In 2000, 2001. Um, so where did you go from there? When what was your
1: first gig? <laughs> Start talking about with Simon Kennedy. You know what Simon? You know Simon, do you? Yeah. Um,
0: we have, we we talk when we see each other and that. uh yeah. I think I last seen him in like Aldi or somewhere like that. But... Well,
1: we, ended up, we ended up getting sets at the forum, but it was when the forum was like on its so, ass. Yeah. Uh, Isis was. I think it was. I don't think it was called Isis at the time. Tim J was DJing there, right. and it was just cleaning up. Right. So. So we we, what we what were, were DJing a few, We were DJing at the forum, but there was nobody going. And then we found out Simon found out that Ron Adams. Right. He was um he was building fusion. So we just wrote him a letter. I went to see him. Wrote him a letter? Handwritten? Mm-hmm. That is. Made him that. a couple of mixes. That is which good. probably weren't very good, I can't remember. That is class. And he offered he offered us a residency. <clears throat> straight like straight away. Went for a meeting with him and
0: So what were you playing in the forum? What was the the, the music it was, just,
1: it was just same like a picture, you know, like what, what was big at the time. I think it was like stuff like music sounds better with you, Stardust and Right, so it was more Dis- of
0: a, a, a chart thing. You couldn't really go off into your own
1: venture. No, well, I mean, when we were doing it, it was just a, it was just something we were doing. There was nobody coming in, so it was point. Might as well been no music on. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I think I'll, I'll get Simon on, you know, I'll,
0: I'll give him a message, because I think he's got a good story to tell as well. He, like, e- yeah, um, yeah, I know yeah. He, he plays more slower stuff now. He plays more the house. He, like, he's writing to disco and stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's doing well. <laughs> um, so then you wrote The letter to Fusion, and then...
1: You got the residency. You went to see the... Ron, and yeah, he got he was a residency, and then so the rest And then was you The opening night, or the opening night was Thursday, and it was September '99. I think it was October. I couldn't yeah. tell you exactly.
0: What was the thoughts that like process because it's quite a big step up, isn't it, with regards to size and and style. Yeah,
1: I was just like thrown right in at the deep end. I think. And
0: what was, <laughs> was all your mates coming that night, or what was what was? was there a, an excitement and a buzz around having a new nightclub in, in the town
1: yeah or? Aye. you could see it being built couldn't you It was when they were building it it was massive yeah,
0: I'll tell you I was only like three year old four year old at the yeah. time so yeah so, <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, uh, so no I never like, seen it when it got built I just seen it obviously when it was
1: oh, well, one was tech, one was, tech was in with Tony Waring and he was showing us around when they were building it it was good yeah good crack in that yeah so what when,
0: when you wrote the letter what were you what were you asking? Like when you were asking for residency, were you saying you were gonna play a certain style of music, or what? What
1: was the? Well, we kind of we knew Ron because we we knocked about with his son. Yeah. So it was it was it wasn't someone we didn't know. So talking to him, we just said, you know, we'll we'll play whatever it needs. I think
0: whatever it needs, right? So when when you when you opened up in the first opening months, say the opening year, what what type of stuff were you playing? Well,
1: the opening year was it was ninety nine two thousand. So that was when you would you would. Um, Judge Daws would be on Radio One,
0: Yeah.
1: and he'd be playing all the big tunes like System F Cry or,
0: Glass. and it
1: was back then when there was, the tunes like that were coming out, like yeah. Warrior and. That's
0: that's unreal. And like it was... I, I I do you know, it spacious because it's like it's the stuff I listen to now, and I just think, why was I around? There's
1: a, there's some cool stories behind the tunes as well because, obviously, we went we went on mailing lists then because it was just back in the early days, but we just you just like you'd hear a tune, just say Two Can Light a Rainbow, for instance. Yeah. We go through to we go through to I think it was called I can't remember if it was called Revolver Records. It was the one under the arches, and then Pink Panther, and right. he would just show us all these new tunes, and then right. me and Simon would fight over who was going to buy them and who was, <laughs> was going to play them. And then yeah. like uh, some some tunes you buy it and you think like say can, you think oh that's a tune, and like first first few times I played Toucan, yeah. people hated it, They, they just didn't enjoy it at all. I kept playing it and kept playing it, and it just got you got to like yeah, it, it, you force um, it into a big tune.
0: with, with I think. Would you say it's different now to what it is back then? Like what what I'm saying is with regards to like breaking a tune now. Like, but obviously if you you've round off all these tunes. Um, for instance, we'll say System F Cry. That that's an anthem now, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, is it harder breaking a tune now than then? Do you think? Would you say? She was saying you were repeatedly playing the Toucan, like.
1: Yeah, to, to get people into it, To thing. get people into mm. it. So is
0: it? Would you say you struggled more then on on now for like. <laughs>
1: Well no it was it was good back then because you'd have the Judge Josy show and yeah. like you say when he first press, first played system of cry I was like oh, can I, what the fucks that? And then, yeah. and then you're after a copy yeah and so, obviously you won't get a copy till maybe a couple is of weeks it later because
0: is it because the music was on a grander scale so on judge jules shows you would you would get millions listening to like radio mm. one well, so, people. The
1: thing is, people are going out to Fusion and they've been listening to Jules yeah, that night, or, and then yeah. they'd heard Smith cry, and then you play it in the club, and they're like, "Yeah." So
0: then it becomes an anthem. And it becomes an anthem but that way. That's maybe something that's missing in the modern day. Would you say? Yeah,
1: just because it's you know they're not getting the they're not the getting the exposure. The rage, is is, the rage, it, is, is no. it
0: really? You can like a tune could come out one week now and you could only get like a couple of thousand players because it's not getting.
1: They're not getting the air national play, ex-
0: well no. international exposure. Is it? That's
1: what it is. And that's mainly because, well, the way I think it is, like I say, back in ninety nine, two thousand you said it's trance isn't it yeah. and, but it, it wasn't really called trance as far as I can remember I mean when the likes of Castles in the Sky and stuff like that started coming yeah. out and then Pretty Green Eyes that was like the start of like that genre wasn't yeah. it you know it wasn't really anything like that beforehand yeah it was if you know what I mean it was club just, music it was just like, club, yeah. club music yeah you know yeah. You, you, could, you could you had System F Cry which you class as trance and then you've got like Gardaweg Push which you could class as house yeah you know what I mean you, you, just loads of tunes like that that but yeah. they were just you didn't call them house back then
0: so, what happened next? What was, when, when you, you, you're you out playing every weekend, are you meeting the faces of, of the town and all uh, the DJs? Because like, there must have been a couple on the rise then as well. Yeah. Within it.
1: Back then, DJing, obviously, DJing now, there's a lot more doing it. There wasn't that many. There was a, there was a few from Whitehaven that are, you are know, still doing it now and there's a few from working. Yeah. But it was like a new thing back then. So yeah, well, not a new thing, but you know, what I mean, it wasn't wasn't as big as it is now. People want to do it.
0: Absolutely, There's, there is DJs <coughs> pop up everywhere, don't they? Yeah. Did you con consistently do the DJ? Was it because you, obviously you got the decks, but like you had that passion for the music once you were hearing these trance tunes? Was mm-hmm. it? Was it? You were. That's where the
1: that's where the passion came from, just by doing it. Yeah,
0: and and you sort of at this point, I know obviously you've said Judge Jules on Radio One is. Um, sort of pushing that, that trance sound of that time that's what was big but did you feel like a bit like you were bringing a new sound to the area because up yeah, well, until there that wasn't, point it was like wasn't Italian any, wasn't it yeah there, there
1: wasn't I mean there's still a big Italian crowd now isn't there yeah
0: massive you, there, was, it, there,
1: there was there was nothing like that was there there was nothing like that in Cumbria really no it was, it was, just, it was just good time and I think it was good time and the, the, right club, the, right the, the, time. the club opened where you managed to get a, a, a residency somehow and the club opened about the right time these tunes came out. If yeah. that makes sense, it was just perfect.
0: What was it like on like, the grander scale of things? Were, were you getting a lot of out-of-towners to the club? Or... Yeah, there
1: was people coming from all over. There was quite a big quite a big following from Kiswick. Right. Um, there was a few came from all over, really. Carlisle bushes and stuff. Right. Back in the day. But...
0: yeah. Because the, there wasn't anything that size or that scale anywhere else. No, no. I mean, you've obviously got you had like the park in Whiteheaven, but it was just a standard size nightclub. It wasn't it yeah. wasn't what you would call like a, a big room sort no. of thing. Um, you had a couple of things through in Carlisle, but as I said, a lot of things opened and closed. 99, 2000, this was something brand new. It was fresh. No one knew what to expect, no. would
1: you say? And it had a decent... It, they put a Martin sound system in it, it was one of the best, like at the time, one of yeah. the best you could get.
0: Right. Anyways, so, so from there, where where are we? Where are we going?
1: What what sort of come next? You, you... We, it was There was me, Simon Kennedy, and Pete Varty, and we we started having um, big name DJs on every Saturday. Right. Club light, Club nights and.
0: So who were you getting in? People like to relate to what you you've talked about, on it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So who would you who were you getting in at the time
1: then? Um, Lisa Pinup, yeah. my band and block on Lisa Lashes. Judge Jules, Paul Glasby
0: so you can sort of you can sort of read of what was going on at the time yeah, it, was it was very just a, much a big... hard house and
1: trance, trance uh, mm. the,
0: the, uh, 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 a mashup of of that yeah, yeah, the sun essential tour yeah. they came up so was w- were you networking with these people at the time were you obviously you weren't been to production or anything at that point no, no. no so were you were you giving demos to them or anything like that no i didn't do anything like that
1: no, yeah, it's just, just so you you were happy just. Doing, I was happy look. just doing what were doing. Right? What
0: year does this take us up to then? From from there, are we? You're getting the weekly Saturdays in. We are we are holding like um big big events like a St. holiday. Big yeah, event and stuff I, mean, like be, that? I
1: think it held. Is it, it held two and a half thousand? with, with the chill out room when, yeah. when it first opened. Some nights they they had that in like they had those numbers in on on mad Fridays and stuff, and it was just insane. Right, it, it, it,
0: it's mental to see that like. If You think about Judge, Judge Jules, came obviously, mm. but if you think like Judge Jules at that time was like, like it's like Marco said, he'd have been in the top 10 DJs in the world, like on the poll. Yep, and like you couldn't get that in the, this area now. No. Like, well, I'm almost certain you couldn't get it. I don't know any promoter who, who would be willing to put their hand in the pocket to pay that. No, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's insane at how. DJs evolved over the years and like they're more like celebrity superstars and all that with regards to the the top the top 10 DJs in the world is there any sets that stick out in your mind from that time like was there a a moment in time we
1: had some good nights like um, Millennium New Year's Eve we had Fragma on Mm, we had Marky Claude as well as well. we had them on and they were they were actually Fragma's lightning jock. the crack behind the Fragma Crack was obviously the tune got picked up by Positiva, and I think a guy in Pearl had made the bootleg. Right. The original bootleg. Yeah. Positiva, like obviously, realised how well it was doing, right. and then they released it properly. And
0: the didn't. They pull it down. They the pulled it down because she never clearance for her, for her vocals and had to get it re-sung. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it was released as a, like a, a dub mix at the beginning, wasn't it? It and was just it was, it was just a bootleg, I think. That, yeah, it, it was just Tocame, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's quality tune, though. I don't know why. It's not, it's not one of them tunes I listen to all the time because I'm not I always I always thought it was overplayed like mm. well, it was always in a like, lot of tunes are overplayed but, but, I don't know I get two two in the moment with, with, with certain tunes and stuff like that you'll play like something will come on on, on, on like my shuffle on my playlist now i be like oh take you back to a certain time and a place yeah. so when you think when you think of like um, Fragma do you think do you think of the Millennium 2000 like is that is that what it takes you back to
1: yeah mm. and and uh, th- it was a funny story, I mean, and me and me and Simon went to pick them up from because there was there was four of them. I think he was yeah. called Dirk Duddestad. I and mean, I think he was he's, the other guy with him was called Duddestad and that, that was that was Fragma.
0: Were you DJing and then were you still going out as a as a clubber at the time yeah. as well. So at this time were you we two thousand would have been so there'd have been like a lot of like hard house events on around. Were you into the hard house that?
1: Time? Um It was around about the time I did get into hard house that, that that era. Yeah, and what was? But it was just it was just a case of going clubbing. You know, right. I wouldn't play in or anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I played the odd tune towards the end of the night, maybe, but... Yeah,
0: but there wasn't like a want or need for it just yet. No. Um, so <coughs> <coughs> at this point, is what What's the the club like? Like, who um, Who have you got on every weekend? Will be yourself and then. who there was
1: I, there was three of us. So there's was, there was Pete Varty, right? Uh, Simon Kennedy and me, and what we do we we do like. To do the the hour each like the, the warm-up yeah the middle or the, the last hour and right. we just we just used to rotate and then obviously the, the guest dj would be on in between right the middle and the last that, that's so how it works for it's like break.
0: three complete different styles isn't it like mm. i know you're all versatile because i've heard you play various sets. i will
1: you, you would, so say say i was doing the first hour i'll just play house and then say yeah Simon was doing the middle he'd play for the middle music and right. we just we just rotated like that
0: move like moving forward again what have you got any any memories that stick out from that time? Like um, any any stories about say, any guests that came up and you've you've just had an, like <coughs> a real good time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to think of some. I've got some good stories. Like
0: <laughs> I was playing in France. Um, it was my first international gig, and it was like um, a big. How can I describe it? It was like it was a big deal for me because it was like, it was, I only started playing the harder music at that point and, um, it sort of, I I was, I was just like amazed that I got asked and anyways, I I went there and I was, um, we got like spoiled, like, I've never been, like ever since so we got picked up at the airport by the club manager um, and he took us to the, um, he took us to the hotel and I was with another guest uh, that was on as well from another country, I'm not going to name his name Mm. for obvious reasons we'll get into, but, um, and they, they took us to a villa and they booked a villa for us for the weekend swimming pool. We, the the thing was we shared it, and he was he was uh, he was amazed that got tracked like this as well. Like yeah. obviously it's it's unheard of really. Like when when do you ever get like that type of service? Like as you say, you go and pick them up from a train station. That's probably and uh, take them to a premier inn. That's the thing. But they they'd made this like a big occasion. Um, and anyways, we were we're at the whole, uh, thing and he's in the swimming pool and that. And you know when you just got a bad feeling about someone, yeah. And I was just like, he just he, he didn't give a very inviting vibe anyway. So I try and have a crack with him and stuff like that because like I, I talk people's heads off, yeah. But he was just like very stern. No, didn't want to know. Yeah, didn't want to know anything. So, anyways, we got we we're getting picked up at like five o'clock. Uh, the club opened at nine, and he was like, right, we're gonna take you out for some food and what. They took us to uh, like a Michelin star restaurant. We yeah. had like a duck leg, and it was it was really nice, like really really good. But we're getting in the in the, the the transport to the thing, and he was going. I want some. I want some some drugs now, and he's like, he's like, we'll we'll sort you out when you get to the club if you want. He's like, no, there's no guarantee. I want my drugs now, or I'm not moving. And they were like, the promoter was like you could tell how serious he was and how stern what he was in his voice. And I was just like, this isn't gonna. Do you know what I mean? Gonna end well. He was being really stubborn. Believe it or not, he's never been booked again since. So it no, no. sort of tells you what <laughs> it was like. Yeah. Um, and then we had to, we have to make him a promise that they're getting delivered to this Michelin star restaurant, right? So we went for this nice food. It was it was lovely. Do you know what it was like? It was like what's that tea room you go to, the chalet. The, in, in Keswick. It's like the small tables and that. And it was like quite intimate and it was it was really really nice. Mm. But like it was like a fancy food. No, it's a bit too much for me. But if you get it for free, then why not? Eh? Yeah, do you know what I mean? So we went <clears throat> we went to this we went to this thing and he's, and he he was like he was getting real abrupt like slamming his hands on the table and that like if you want me if you want me in your club this is what you need to do. <laughs> And it was like I was just thinking, what a dick. And I'm like do you know when you you would be embarrassed on behalf of someone? Yeah. And then anyways the they had to go to the to get somebody to, to go on a moped, the um and he, he drove up to the club, bought whatever he would got, I don't know what he'd got. And he would come down to the back down to this restaurant and gave him it and he was like after that, he he turned into a different person. Yeah. It was like it was like right, that's it, that's fine. But but like once he'd got what he wanted his yeah. demands, so he went to the toilet and that and, and took whatever they gave him. I, I don't know what it was at the, at the time, to be honest. So we're just sitting there and he, he comes back and he's all jolly and we're we're going down to the club. And it was like a bit of a surreal moment. Basically, what happened was we went in and there was people outside queuing up, but like they had like they'd been given like copies of our mixes out and we were signing yeah. them. Like just like <laughs> absolutely Zedless celebrities. It was embarrassing. Like, not embarrassing, but like they had no clue who we were they just no. promoted it as this is a foreign DJ coming like absolutely no clue who we were um, and we went in and he like he walked past everyone like, he didn't do any pleasantries or out like that yeah. like he was just so stubborn um, and then we got in the club and that and the, the warm up DJ was on and uh, playing and and we were in on this balcony look, overlooking onto the, the dance floor It was getting rammed and this guy was going on before me and he passed out on the seat. He just took all of his drugs that he'd been given, <laughs> and he just passed out. Um, I'll show you photos when we get off the thing. Uh, so it's bad, but like um, he couldn't do his set. He couldn't do anything, and then they had to get one of the glass collectors <laughs> to hold him up. And he was, he was he's quite a, a large lad as well. Yeah. I had to hold him up on the decks while he doing his set. Hey, oh, like. So going into the mid two thousands, what was what was the scene like at that point? Like what what was the local area like?
1: I just closed down after a while
0: where's
1: that actually? It's where with the spoonsies now. It was, it was, oh yeah, sorry. It was called yeah. Main. It was called Main Street, and then it was yeah. it, 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 right. it, it named it Isis. So
0: what were you playing there as well?
1: Played in there a couple of times. Um,
0: what was the music policy?
1: It um, was just same as what it was around town really, uh, just passions oh. and stuff like that. Right, bit, right. A bit of everything.
0: So what? So what clubs were you playing? Sort of mid two thousands. Were you fusion? ISIS? Just just
1: fusion, yeah.
0: Really
1: um.
0: Were you building a reputation for yourself at that point? Like, what? Like, would would, would people know you? I I, I, I don't know.
1: I suppose yeah. yeah. I mean, best people. So obviously, you, I mean, it, when it when it happened when when I was DJing there, and obviously, like you saying, people start getting to know you. Yeah. You just, it was happening, but. Yeah. We just. Uh, but you, you are building your own following, aren't you? That's
0: yeah, what but you're you, around you, around it you just
1: time I was just going and playing music, but.
0: People see you first, and it's like, oh, there's. Think, yeah, right. like you see, it's it's similar now. Like you can go out to a supermarket, and it's like you'll see people who who were in the twenties then, and they've all got kids now, and they'll see you and they'll give you the, oh all right, how's it going? Like
1: yeah, I mean when I, when I bump into people, people it's, pe- it's people from that era that, that, that know me more than yeah the, the new people. I mean I can go around town and work and nobody knows who I am. Yeah, that. That's, oh, wait, that's wait, if I go, if I go electric super whatever, yeah, I'm maybe a handful of people.
0: Yeah, and it's just but like at that 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 moment in time, like you. You, you were integrated within the, the mm. community and you were or the DJ from Fusion, like
1: Yeah, I mean we're talking twenty years ago, I mean i have done it for ten years. It's scary, it's, it's isn't it's it? I like tell, it's, how fast it's, it's, it's cold, extremely right? it's extremely scary. Yeah.
0: At this point had you done a tidy weekend, had you been as, as
1: uh, we've been clubbing every and we, I think we've done a few tidy weekenders and we used to go to Leeds yeah. just clubbing and stuff. Right. right obviously the gate questions and stuff like that. It was just when the clubs were really, the clubs were amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, you see videos and that now and it's like it's like I said I've said on previous podcasts I've said like back then if you got if you got 400 people in a club you were disappointed Mm. but 400 people now at a rave it's like it's like a standard isn't it like you know what I mean Um, so (coughs) have you got any stories about going to your first tidy weekender or Um. obviously it was it was a brand new concept for it's time like I know you get like the ska weekenders and the more town sort of stuff But like, what
1: it was? It was a new idea, wasn't it? it yeah, it was. Mm. It was.
0: It hadn't been a rave sort no. of like a so, three-day three event. So, just out of curiosity, obviously I wasn't around at that time. How were you hearing about these these weekenders? Because you didn't have the social media, or no. anything
1: like that. So that's a that's a good question. Isn't it? <laughs>
0: um, was it was it like I'm I'm just speculating? So I don't know. Is it, is it mixed? It, it or, must have
1: been mixed. Oh, it must have been magazines and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So you
0: you what and you were just seeing and thinking. Line-up look,
1: decent. Mm, you get, uh, obviously, you get mix CDs on the front of them, and some of them were hard house yeah. mix CDs. That's back probably, in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, that's probably what got us into it.
0: Right. So, what what was the culture like in the area? Was Was a few years going down to to the weekenders, or was it? Just, yeah, there was like, a handful a, of years. What was a
1: it? handful of years? There, there was quite a big. There was quite a few people in the hard house back then.
0: Yeah, um, because <laughs> I know you you did get like you had for a for a time you had like, a really good hard house following. It wasn't just, like, a fusion. I'm talking about this area, the, the yeah, area itself. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Quite a but, few people got into it, but, like you say, people change, don't they? And, yeah. And they, and they grow up and they move on and they have kids. Yeah. and It, it kind of just went like that.
0: But would you say that it was it was well-established in the area?
1: Um, I would say, if, if you think of England as a whole, and you just use hard house as a genre, I would say Cumbria was probably the worst worst. County to do it in. Really? Oh. Uh, <laughs> and the I mean, likes of likes Newcastle as well. We go over to Newcastle and there's there's a few people over there that have into hard House, but that was the same. It wasn't really the scene. It, yeah, it's
0: not really much. As soon as
1: you start going down south towards Leeds, Birmingham, then it was just...
0: Massive. Massive, massive, massive. scene. Well, yeah.
1: I'm saying massive. Not, not massive, massive, but... It was bigger than you. You could have a night. Yeah. Could, oh, yeah, yeah. You could. You could put a night on. So um, two
0: thousand and six, two thousand seven. Smoke. Smoke and band came in then for obviously it affected a lot of places, but it affected fusion massively. Um, what What was it like? Sort of the the later years. We'll say two thousand and six to two thousand and ten. So.
1: Um. Uh, well, at some point between when when it opened, in that ten years, Luminale has just bought it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And then that's when they came in and they wanted to change the music policy and everything. So we had a bit of a, they wanted it to be really commercial. Um, so we kind of like, you know, as you do as a DJ, meet them halfway.
0: Right. So what you were playing?
1: Try and keep them try and keep them happy, but then try and keep keep playing some good tunes as well. Yeah.
0: So what were you doing? Playing like, like remixes of commercial? Yeah. I mean, or? I got on a
1: few mailing lists like um, Hyperactive and Euro Solution, but they just send you, you, right. do, you do your charts every week. That's how I started getting the new tunes then
0: right so then you weren't like, to appease like both sides like the 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 clubber and yeah the, the industry and i
1: think probably then it must have been when when a company comes in and changes the music style like that they they've obviously been looking at the numbers right and it was a new company and maybe they want. they thought it needed a change but i mean you,
0: you were still getting good numbers at that time weren't I you? i
1: think so yeah yeah but it's not a good thing. so so we carried on for ages and then it, it, it ended up being it was me, and then they got other the DJs on, like they got Tim J to do the Saturdays, and they got Dave Coates. Yeah. That lad called Jimmy C. He, he came up and they just kept changing the DJ. Right.
0: So there wasn't like a solid structure at that point? No. <clears throat> uh, that um, one question that we got in from, I'm sorry, I've, I haven't got a phone on me, but um, we've got a question here on the group, and it was, uh, how did you meet Andy? Cause how did
1: you meet Andy? Yeah, that's... A...
0: It's because it's obviously a lot, of, a lot of people who will listen to this will have heard your your sets with Andy yeah. um, from the club and it was always Millsy, Andy Kelly, we sort of...
1: Well, that, that, around about that time, that's when Andy started DJing and we just used to... We got to the stage where Dave Coates would do the, the main night and we'd do like a bit of warm-up in the last hour and then the last hour was like... We thought to ourselves, well, it's the last hour. You know that's when people usually go home anyway. So we'll, we'll play some good tunes in the last hour, and that's what we ended up doing.
0: Right. Well, you, you did actually build like a really credible reputation for that last hour. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I I wasn't even there, but I I know.
1: We had some good nights, like. Yeah,
0: like I know a lot of people still hold the last hour in in like high regard. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not not licking your ass out like that, <laughs> but like it's it's just how it is. Like if you talk to somebody about fusion. A lot of a lot of people that roll off the tongue when, when they say it's you and Andy back to back, and it's like yeah. So how, how did that how did how did you meet Andy? Was he coming in as a clubber? Or? Do you know what, I don't know. I
1: can't remember his name. I mean. I, didn't, I, mean, I can't remember the situation. Is that yeah. what name? I, mean? oh, right, I just okay. like it's like annoying. So
0: was it was he did he when you met him was he a DJ? Or? Yeah. Right. Uh, so it was sort of was
1: he? Yeah, he was he was a DJ and it was just he was DJing back then and he he was doing sets you Know in ISIS and stuff like that, right? But then he started DJing Infusion, and that's when we started. we started. We started engineering hard house as well, which was
0: so. What's the this sort of 2006-ish?
1: 2006 ish?
0: 2006. So, yeah. what What? so we'll get into the production side of it as well. Um, what, what were you, what was your first production together? What was uh, what, was it a hard house tune, or
1: yeah? Well, we, we just basically, um, we didn't really have a clue what we were doing, really. We just we just made a tune and we called, it, we called it In My House. And we sampled loads of stuff off some o- o- other Hard House tunes. Right. And we got, Andy got an email off um, Mark Johnson who was like going oh, to triple-I tracks. Right. And that was one of the tunes that we'd sampled yeah. uh, for one of his records off a tune he had on triple-I tracks. Yeah. And he told us we had to take it out and redo it. And, oh man, it was I nightmare. thought he was you were gonna say, oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sign
0: it since we used our We got
1: signed to a, a label called Housewife's Choice. I was, remember that was, was that Leeds based. Yeah, it was Leeds based. Yeah, yeah by a guy called Locks, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: So you you were putting tunes out. We when you made this tune that it, is it in my house, you say. Yeah. We were, were you playing that out in the club or? No, we we did you not have the confidence to put it out? Well, you, it
1: was too hard. We couldn't have played it in fusion. Yeah. So
0: what? What was that tune? Is that like? Is that proper like? Stomping? It was absolutely
1: rock hard, yeah. Right. But we were just uh, testing the water, really. I mean Andy was just. Andy was engineering, and we were just. Coming up with tunes, we have made, made quite a few tunes. It? And, and, and I mean in my house you listen back to it now it, it sounds really old but it got it was weird it got a good following in Australia yeah. but
0: it was of its time though it, you, you say it sounds really old now but yeah, at I mean, the time it probably didn't it probably fit in with what was getting put
1: out yeah it was just it was just it was just different back then yeah. but it was a different sound it wasn't the hard house it was it was quite a hard hard house sound that we were making
0: yeah um, from what I remember um, when I first heard Andy's sets he was he was playing really like tough hard house and it was like that sort of um, big heavy hoover stuff and, yeah do you it, was like,
1: it had way? a name called Energy back then Energy yeah mm. that's,
0: what, that's what I remember it as uh, That shit, big in like Australia New Zealand and that mm. sound isn't it
1: yeah no, they, they like the music a lot harder over there <laughs> they've, got, they've got Grady G and Nark.
0: <clears throat> so so we're coming up to like sort of you two well coming into your two thousand and tens were so you what we what style of music we putting out then like were you, were you still putting out the the hard house on various labels we still working together at that point.
1: Um, we were still making tunes, but we didn't really. We were getting them released, but it, it wasn't really like we didn't have. Any, we got one. We got in my house pressed on vinyl, which was pretty good.
0: Yeah, we got the vinyl still. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah
1: still yeah, the, the vinyl. Excellent. Um, completely different now with music, isn't it, with the MP3s and that. If you want a tune now, yeah. or back then if you wanted a tune and it was only on vinyl, you, 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 if you couldn't get it, you, were, <sighs> you, you couldn't just I, download I, yeah. it or copy it off somewhere. It's so
0: accessible now. Mm. Um, We've said about amp- breaking anthems and that before. Like, it's something like an Anthem if you
1: can go onto the internet and get it as soon as you Exactly, I mean, that. the whole idea of listening to a tune, like, say it's System F3 on the radio, for instance, that was the only place you'd heard it then, and you couldn't really, you couldn't go home and just you your own copy of it, so you, had, you you needed to go and buy it on vinyl if you if you wanted to listen to it. Not play it out.
0: I've, I've talked to people in the past, and like there's a lot of people out there who aren't DJs but the big tune pushers. So yeah. like, they were they were they've told me in the past that, say for instance, they would get, um, they would hear a tune on the radio, knowing full well that they were going to go and play it in the nightclub. Say if say it was in the park or say say fusion or something like that, and they would drag the out just to show them this this yeah, yeah, tune no in right. hope that it might be it might not even be played, but in no. hope that like, if it comes on, they can go this is the tune that I heard, sort of thing. So because there wasn't a Shazam or anything back then, do you know what I mean? No. It was, it's it's a, it's a whole different different ball game now. Yeah. So the back end, we we'll, we we'll go move on to the back end of fusion. Um, that that sort of was dying off. What 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 did you have in you head at that point? Like what. Were you driven to get into other clubs, or um, what
1: I think, was the thought? I've got a few residencies in town after Fusion, and I DJ'd in Royal Oak and Elliot's. Yeah. But, I mean, that was like you couldn't... We were playing just more commercial stuff. Yeah. You know, to keep people in. The, it was basically people coming the pub, and you've got to try and keep them in. Right. But you, it, it, DJing round town, it was you soon found out that the people would come on the circuit no matter what you played they were coming for a drink and they were going you, could, yeah. you playing tunes wouldn't keep them in the pub any longer in working yeah. everyone was just doing this nah, this we'll go
0: for a pint here a pint there yeah. right now, and then, and then the, Royal Oak at the
1: time Royal Oak was the place where everyone went before Fusion or right. then it would be Elliot's yeah it'd be like a almost like a meeting place you know what I mean and that'd be the last pub everyone would be in and it'd be rammed yeah. and then when Fusion opened everyone went Fusion it was like that for quite a bit
0: so we're now moving on to sort of so it's, it's closed down. It wouldn't be closed down in like two thousand and ten. That's just what I've. F- mm, no,
1: I I I stopped. I stopped DJing. It's got a bit much for me with the music. I stopped DJing it there after a while. Um, and and I think Andy carried on with Dave, for, right. for a bit.
0: For a little bit. Um, were you still into the, the the DJing and stuff like that, or was was it just? Were you just wanting to go move on to somewhere else, or what was uh, yeah, I just I just had enough. I think. Uh, well. I think this is the sort of time and era where I think I first met you, um, coming up to, after, post-Fusion. So um, post-Fusion, it was... Um, I can
1: remember Mark up on a couple of nights on in... Uh, yeah, Ma- Ma- Mark come with the idea of... Because Hard House was just still... It wasn't massive in Cumbia, but it was...
0: But you could fill you, you, could, pump, get, you know. Yeah, you could get yeah, you pump couple pump. Hundred, maybe a yeah. couple of hundred people in Royal Oak. Yeah.
1: Oh, made had some good nights. Yeah. Some of the DJs came up in. A DJ called Adam M, he came up. He puts some tough stuff in, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he I, but he says it's one of the best nights he's had. Yeah, just because it was, It's just. A, it's very intimate venue because the, the DJ yeah, watches
0: was only uh, like two with two people with. I it? mean the
1: hard I've seen, he's all like that because because there isn't that many people have it. Everyone knows each other. Yeah. it's the same in the bounce scene, I suppose. But yeah. Obviously, it's bigger, but it's just like a little. Like when, a you put, when you put it? a night on, it's like a little rave, huh? and you know, yeah. you know everyone. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, <laughs> you could describe it as a large house party, yeah. essentially, isn't it? Um, so I think. I, I think you might have been on in, I can't remember Elliot or the Oak, when I first seen you. I hadn't talked to you at this point. Like, but I came in and it was what
1: night was it? We had um, Marco put um, the Tidy Boys on in. Tidy. That's where I met you. That's it. Yeah, um, Mates, that was a good night. Tidy Boys
0: and Elliot's, yeah. Um, and there was Flash Harry as well. Mm. Was that right, was that, is that right? Is the same night we're talking about? I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was my. That was my first hard house night Because
1: obviously. I mean, the Tidy Boys are quite commercial. So, when you when you're looking at hard house, if you want, say. You're going into Elliot's and it's the first time. Oh, yeah. The idea is if people come to that Tidy Boys night, and then they're not really into Hard House, but they have a good night, they'll
0: come back. They maybe
1: back. maybe think Hard oh, House isn't too bad. Well, but, but the Tidy Boys are quite quite commercial, you know, and vocally. So yeah. you know, they're the guys you want on to get people into Hard House.
0: To be honest with you, um, I'd, I'd listened to Hard House and that before, but I wasn't. I was always in massively into my Italian and bounce. Um, so when I seen a flyer saying they were they were coming up, I was like, right, well. I may as well try to see if I like it. I went there and it was like, as you said, the commercial side of them brought me in. Like, it was, yeah. yeah. sucked mm-hmm. me in, so, um, and it, would you, like, this might be a bit, a bit of a bold statement, but would you say that was probably one of the only decent nights of that year? Like there wasn't, there wasn't much going on. There was only no, the, the only the, the only nights I can
1: think of are the Dreamland nights. Yeah, there wasn't the, much were, going were, on at that, that were good. point in time. No. Um,
0: and even with Dreamlands... No, well, it started.
1: Dream... Dreamland started off. I think it was in Red House, mm-hmm. and then we went to Royal Oak, and I think then he done some in Elliott's. Yeah,
0: but um, I remember two. Was it two thousand? So moving a bit further on now, 2012, 2013. Um, they had like. Caligere, John, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and Steve started putting some yeah big net well big, name, big yeah, names. so like a big headliner but like loads of passionate DJs like yourself and like um mm-hmm. the, there was yeah because and there was some like Tom Hayward um, yeah and Bogan Bogan that they all I mean, all they, passionate hard passionate hardhouse DJs yeah yeah in the in the area so
1: the formula was there but it might they just what they just wasn't enough of us yeah that's what I mean but it's like <laughs> wrong time
0: would would you say if you brought something like that back now there would be
1: no I don't think it'd be even worse now do you
0: think
1: so mm. yeah. not, would you not see a resurgence in it no because ad- I mean Ber- Burgos tried it I did a mix for Burgos for that hard um, ad- ad- yeah, ad- yeah, yeah. yeah he was, what he was going to do he, if he was thinking of putting knights back on he was just going to just like what you could do just sprinkle a bit of hard in towards the end Is do, do a bounce night and add a bit of hard and try and break hard that way in, in, into yeah. like the bounce scene but it, it never materialised
0: um, he, he did ask me about that and the idea on paper sounds so good. Would I know? what well, this might get a bit geeky for some people listening now. But like, with, with the subgenres of, of of hard house, would you would you see what sort of like digital mafia is doing? Is yeah. a bit. It's a bit slower and groovier. Could could it translate well with the local house crowd? Because the 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 I mean, house I, I, yeah. crowd round here is it, it's it's quite large with the younger. I mean the fu-
1: the funky sound of hard house. You could you could play that. No, but I I, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's big vocals, isn't it, and big drops, yeah. big kickoffs. I
0: think I think that's what Berg had in in mind. We did, it was like it was like play a vocal, hmm. play play essentially like, te- like you would say tech house, but a little bit faster. So like um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like you did, Digital Mafia's, um Ross Thompson, like that's sort a lot of like, stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean you could you could even go as far as play classic classic house. you could do a classic hard house set. Yeah. From like ninety nine two thousand and it would sound like Scouse. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, <laughs> a lot, a lot of the tunes yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of the tunes had the same um, that, that was the baseline for hard House back. Then. <clears throat>
0: well if you listen to a lot of because um, obviously I'm massively into like the the balance stuff and that, but if you listen to old uh, cricketer CDs or like Sanctuary CDs, every, in it you like I don't know, for a DJ, on say say Desirezone or John G or someone like yeah. that. They'll, they'll play an Italian track and they would mix it into like a brain basher's tune like like of that time yeah they, they didn't they, there wasn't a set rule of what you can play I don't yeah. think you get away with it now but it was like you could play you could play like a Euro trance tune into into a hard house tune and, and like yeah with, with the, the ethos being anything goes as long as you keep them dancing but now if he hasn't got like a big heavy beat in the background like if you go to hard house night if Hard, like nothing against hard house followers, because the bounce lot are the same, and I think that the hardcore lot are the same and the Italian lot are the same. If it if it differs differs too much away from, from their the sound they know, like, it they don't like it like no. it, it's, it's what it is. Um, a good example of this is um, <clears throat> um bad behavior. The the production group uh, Bonley and Greeny. They they came back in two thousand and twelve. But Greeny had been doing. Come um, when um, like the Jack and Snack got big. Yeah. He moved over and started doing that type of stuff. So when he came back and done the bounce stuff again, you could tell it was a big Jacking influence within their sound. They did like a remix of um, a track they released in two thousand and five, and it was um, Rescues someday. Do you know what yeah. You mean? Oh yeah. So they 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 did a remix of someday, and it sounded very Jacking inspired, and I liked it, but a lot of the bounce lot hated it because it's not the sound that they used to. Yeah yeah. And I imagine now in Hard House, because it's got that them people like yourself, um, who've grew up with it and it's like they in their head they know what hard house sounds like. Yeah. Uh, if if you notice within Hard House there isn't a lot of eighteen year olds who's coming into it. Now there isn't a lot of young ones. It's, it's still quite an old crowd in Hard House yeah. Yeah. But like if you try to differ away from the sound it, people don't really like it no. as good as it is and then you'll maybe find 10 years down the line that that sound that was there was actually quite popular now it's it, it's a very convoluted but yeah one, and, one, was, and, and is... you
1: think that the sounds doing well for genre yeah but it does evolve doesn't it yeah it just it, naturally evolves because people who engineer the tunes you, you get you get bored of that sound you're making you're not going to get you're not going to carry on making tunes
0: yeah i heard i heard a story from um I don't know who told the story, but it could be. I uh, I don't know, but it was um, how hard House was came along was um, like Tony DeVee playing. He he'd play like random tunes, say like his yeah, disco in, tunes, in his trade. Half tunes in trade, and then he'd finish That's with a, with started, a faster. He'd, he'd engineer a faster tune just for the last tune. I mean, a lot of his
1: old a lot of Tony DeVee's old productions. He, 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 you could class them as house really, they are just really tough house, yeah. And they were played at hard house speed, and that's how hard house started out, yeah. But
0: if you back then, um, you, you, you would say a hard house, you, you could be anything from like 135 upwards, yeah, over one, 150, where, yeah. Whereas now it seems to have, have chased it up at the BPM a bit, do you know what I mean?
1: Like, mm. I mean, what the funky side of it, you, you could get oh, away with one, 140, yeah. you know, you wouldn't, wouldn't want to go much faster than that, yeah, but I, I, or even I, 130, it sounds. Sounds it's good. very
0: interesting. At, like, I like I like I I'm fascinated by like how it all how it's all like evolutionized over time. So like you were saying when you were, when you started out in, in Fusion that for instance you had um you were playing what you would call early Scouse House with the with the trance tunes that then evolved into its own sound like castles in the sky and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and then, but, and, then and that you were trans uh scouse. You know, when Pretty Green Eyes came yeah. out, that was when it you st- just kicked off, didn't it? That that, that its own entity. Yeah, and that was the, that was just the start of Scouse. Yeah. And Rescue and BCD and just big tunes like that all the time. Uh, Infusion. Now,
0: now we're talking about that. I just want to know, like, I, I, I honestly don't know the answer to it, but what what's your thoughts on like bounce music
1: and stuff? It... Well, I played I played a hell of a lot of it, in Fusion. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. I like I like the Rescue stuff. Right. I, I like stuff with like more of a like a hypersonic. Baseline, yeah. which is more like a house baseline, I suppose you could say. It's Like really pumping, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah that, that's the.
0: So I just I have always wondered what your thoughts were. Yeah, well, yeah. I've always known you as a bit of a of a trance hard house DJ, but I know I've not you've been known
1: to play. I played a lot of it back in the day. Fusion, yeah. Um, were you pl- were you
0: playing it because that was what was popular? That was. Did you, or did you genuinely have an interest? No,
1: I didn't, in... I, I enjoyed it then. I did enjoy yeah. it back then. Yeah.
0: Um, so. I mean, I'm not
1: saying that. I sounded <laughs> like I don't enjoy it now. But... Yeah, yeah, no, no, I understand. You know it. what I mean? I was, I was really, it was. I was more into bounce than I would. I'd listen to bounce. if that make sense? You
0: get well. You get people um, who somewhere. who go to events now, and they they still they're still in that two thousand and two to two thousand and six stage where the, all they want to hear is yeah. um, a BCD track. Like some people get ca- captured in moments in time where it's like it, the will they listen to it's, a, it, a certain it's like room. the
1: mem- it's like the memories, isn't it? The the, the link the link that's linked to it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want to change those memories. Mm.
0: Um, I think a lot of a lot of bounce gets recycled as well um, we, because they know they can make a big tune out of um, something knowing that it's got a big recognisable vocal. Yeah, it's,
1: same in, same in adults. it's like the same in our house. Exactly the same.
0: We were also talking about um, a resurgence within like hard to dance music. Um, so, for instance, your you bounce, your hard dance and stuff like that. Do you believe it's come back around because all the 18-year-olds now have all grown up with their parents listening to... Going to fusion, going to Yeah, possibly going, yeah. going to the yeah. park, going to I don't know, places Well they'll, they'll in be Island. the
1: people that are into bounce now. Yeah. Only the people whose parents were in fusion. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's just it's a... Uh, it, it's just it's weird how it's it's sort of been recycled and it's like because it was dead at one point and mm. and there is a resurgence of, of, of that. Like I I've went to like um barbecues and that with like family and I've got like younger younger like cousins and stuff like that. They're like 15, 16, 17... And they're blasting out some, like, hard house or, like, or, like like some obscure bounce tune. I'm just like, how do you know that? Yeah. And it's just like, well, so-and-so used to listen to it and it's just, that, that's how it's, it came about. Yeah. And it's, like, it's quite in, in, insane if you think about it. You it
1: know, is, right? I, I gave my daughter a lift the other week and she was listening to a bounce mix. I don't know what, yeah. what, I don't know what mix it was. And I was like, oh, you into bounce now. <laughs> is that the
0: thing? it just <laughs> popular with the kids, isn't it? And yeah. I like, mm. If someone's if someone, someone's mate listens to it and it's like, that's that's how our trends happen, isn't it? If it's like,
1: yeah, oh, exactly. it's cool if so listens to it, so then I'll I think I'll give it a try and mm. see I'll see how it is. Um, are you into any other music? I like that, yeah. I mean, um, I I used to be in heavy metal. I used to love um. Heavy metal. I like mean, I mean, guns and Roses and and when I was mountain biking. Uh, yeah, but I like I like drum and bass. I like I like old. I like trance. I don't really like the new stuff. I mean, there's there's a good few tune, new tunes come out, but yeah. If I was like I say when I got asked to do a soul fest, I thought. Well, obviously, I'll do a trance set. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm gonna obviously go for classic trance because I think that's what I think right. it'll go down better. Right. But I know, that, I mean, I don't really know new trance because I don't listen to new trance yeah. really as much. So I couldn't really put, putting a set together and downloading tunes. I
0: was I was amazed when you, when, you, when, I, when I heard the the sort of uplifting. offbeat yeah, It wasn't like a modern <laughs> trance tune, so like I knew for a fact that someone was digging for like good good old tunes, and I loved that. Of, of all this time that that you you it's been going on we 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 got to like two thousand and thirteen we we'll move <coughs> forward um, what what were you doing at this point because obviously hard had started to, to, to die down there was yeah. there was a bit of a resurgence for a while and then
1: I just did dj DJed in town for quite a, a long time did like Elliot and like, yeah just yeah. done that for...
0: you still you still travelling around the country as well as like well we, we were and...
1: going clubbing Um I've got a couple of funny stories. I ended, <laughs> I ended a, a couple of DJ competitions. I seen it um, when I was at work. I said, Dave Pearce in the Daily Star paper. Dave Pearce used to have a page, and it was like a dance thing. And I noticed there was a, there was a um, a DJ company, so I had not know how I was so I just posted it down and thought now of it. And then I I got a phone call saying you I got through to do the next round, and I had to go to the club terminals in London, right? To do like a set, and there was going to be judges and that. And I was like, oh. Sounds good, but I can't, can't really was Australian to London. <laughs> so we drove, we, we drove down to London, it was like a 15 minute set. 15 minutes? 15 minute set, and it was like, it was in it, well, it was in Terminals, but it was it, the club was obviously shut, and it was just in the, in, it, I think it was in the back room. Right. I'd never been to Terminals before. And then there was a guy come on after me, and he was, he was scratching like Andy Kelly, so I was like, all right, come on then, guys, let's go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So do you know who was on with you like at all? Do you know any of the DJs? I didn't. I didn't know any no. of the DJs. No. Oh, so it was like a totally random thing. It was just a random. Uh,
1: I was just a random thing. I like entered in, in the Daily Star and a, That's a random. I've never heard a DJ accompanied m- in a newspaper. That's all. It was mad. It was mad. I think it was about eight people went doing a fifteen-minute set. And then there's I think we, I can't remember if we stopped over or drove on. There's a few of us went down. Yeah, like saw so what met mm. supporting you and
0: stuff like yeah. that. Yeah,
1: like sixteen hours for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a good night out though? Like, in... well, we just we just went there and then we, we, we just went after that. Did you? We didn't go for a night out in Carl. Yeah, in London, so Got set, I entered a competition on a website called Biscuit Monsters. Biscuit Monsters. Back in the day, I was banging tunes and that were out. Right. Those websites. Um, you know, I won a set in, won a set one for, for Sunday Central, at Europa in Leeds. Oh wow! Which was like one of the best clubs in the country back then. It was one of the best clubs in the, in the north of England, definitely. And obviously, I was just—I was on first, just warming up. So we put a bus on, and it was right when CDJs had just come out. You know, the the CDJs, the Matt ones. Yeah. It was that era when, obviously, the, you'd had the Denon CD players. Right.
0: So what? This must have been early two thousands. What we say? Mid, early to mid two thousands. Yeah. This? Right. I
1: can't remember when they came out. What I can't remember yeah. exactly what year it was. How was that? Like. You know, so so Robbie mm. um, mm he was a, he started engineering our house as well and he, he moved in with us and he he made a tune and when I got this set he's like oh you play my tune in Sunday Central and I was like yeah well I'll have to set my CDJ because obviously they, they just they didn't have CDJs in Sunday Central because it was just vinyl then yeah. so I was like fuck it I'll just take it and I'll just you know set totally. the CDJ up I'll ask you if it's okay to set it up so anyway done all that done the set and it was it was only us in there because it was like our bus had got there, and yeah. I was on. I was oh, on first so yeah. uh, eyes. It was just a case of. It was obviously just like a market ploy mm-hmm. to get to bring a bus down, you know, with the DJ comp type thing. So I'd done my set and everything, and Eddie Halliwell BK was on as well. And I went right after me set. I went and pulled the phone and laid out my CDJ, and Eddie Halliwell was on after me. He, he was coming on, and he wouldn't. He was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Cause obviously he would seen the CDJ." Thinking it was he walked in the DJ box, seen the CDJ. And he thought it was. Did, I was like unpacking it. And he was like, "You can't take that." And I was like, "It's mine." And then we had to get the the guy who had done the DJ company he'd gone home, so I couldn't even find him because right. I was like, "I need to find the guy who's who's organised it all, yeah. so he can say that it's, it's not the clubs." <laughs> right. So we ended up having to stop while Eddie Oliver used my CDJ. Oh, that's a story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, luckily, I would wrote my name on the bottom of it in, in permanent marker. So after right. after he set, I turned it over and it just, I would wrote Millsy on it, and he's was like, "Right, oh, hey, yeah, that's <laughs> It's, quite a, it's quite a mad crack. Um,
0: what 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 type of music were you were you playing like what not type music, what type of What of tunes were you playing on the wall then? Just just out of interest.
1: Yeah, I um like yeah. be a more funky sound. Was it? Mm.
0: So you were so you were because a lot of people I know this is sort of off subject again, but a lot of people who do these comps they just go in like sort of all things blazing. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, I mean it was. Were you, were you so to, have a, to have, have a DJ
1: comp on in a club you're going to be on first aren't you the, yeah. the person who's won the DJ comp so in, in a way he, that person's just going to depending on who they are they're going to just go down and play whatever set they would were going to play for the DJ comp whether they're on first or not yeah
0: but like uh, what I'm saying is like see, see this set because obviously for, I don't know what you were feeling like but for me to be warm and up for an Honesthood Essential like, it's quite, quite a big deal like, mm, for yeah, me personally yeah. like were you practicing your set before, and were you like? No, yeah, that's something. That's like something
1: that. I've never, never really doing. I never really practice my set or anything.
0: Uh,
1: I do more so now. I mean, I did, yeah. I did for, I did for Soulfest. I I plan my set more now than I did back then.
0: I'm not really much of a set planner. To be no, honest, no, I'm but, not. I've been. But yeah, um, obviously,
1: because you want to read the crowd, don't you?
0: Yeah. Um. When you when you when you play, especially when you play warm up as well, it's like it's the hardest set of the night to play, but most rewarding. So like, if you you and your mate Scott there. Not all gonna get on the dance floor at once until I've had a drink in that. Movie. No. You can get the foot tapping and on the dance floor, you you, you know you. It was, it was right just there. a
1: good thing just to say that I've I've actually DJed for you know in in you got to DJ in that club, even though it was basically we would just gone in and opened the door and put the sound system on it, which just was us in there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Do oh, you no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's somewhat off the bucket list. Would, would exactly. you say that was a bucket list club?
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely.
0: Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't say I, I don't know if I've
1: heard of it to be honest with you. I can't say yeah. how. Amazing. But. um Obviously, if you took a book at this club, it must have been something prestigious for you. Oh, well, me and Andy, me and Andy, uh, a guy called Clarkie from Scotland right. started doing nights called Hard Candy right. in, in Fusion. and infusion. And he took us, he took me and Andy to Cavos in Edinburgh in Scotland DJing for his night. Right. And we had, he had big names on like Just Jills and that. They were quite good times. So- we picked we picked at least up from the 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 airport in Cavos. Uh, he yeah. And her husband, we, got, we got, quite, got got on quite well with him We nearly crossed the crossed the tube on the way back. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Scary
1: times. But what were, you st- what were you doing out
0: there then? What year was this? Um, oh. This is
1: this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he had, a, he had quite a few contacts there. Eh? He he, yeah. he could get he could get any big DJ he wanted, and he must have had the money. And he was putting nights on, but obviously he was doing them in Scotland, and were, we were going to Glasgow and DJing, and they were good nights.
0: Okay, so uh, what club was it you, you were playing over there then? I couldn't t- you know, I couldn't tell just all. We just, just turned <laughs> just, just there. <sighs> I'm I'm quite like, I would say I'm on the spectrum when it comes to like remembering things. Like I remember all the clubs I play. I write it down as well, just just in case I forget. And, it's, and then someone's like, "Can you remember this night or something?" I write it all down in notebooks, um, and I write down like my record collection. I've actually got it in a book, wrote down. Um, Record label A to Z, and it's 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 a bit sad, but it's just my way of remembering. Yeah. Or if you got that tune, and then rather than like digging it out and realizing you haven't got it, but you have a memory of it and whatnot, so now I just if I've got it, if I if I've put a little mix together like that, and I've got the, the the vinyl out, I can just have a scroll through my book and that. Right, I've got that. Get that one know and stuff like that. That's just me being a bit like particular with things, but yeah. with regards to clubs and that, whenever I've whenever I I play somewhere new or um or play a new event or like i always try and write it down um just for literally just for memories that to look back on and it's like right oh well, i did this at this time and do you know what i mean like yeah. it's just it's just one of them things it's i'm a bit particular and weird about like i i don't know maybe it's just me <laughs>
1: but, we're, um, we're moving out at the moment and uh, i've put all my stuff in storage and i was emptying all my records obviously i'm Putting the records in my car and I'm finding t- tunes that I used to play in fusion and the sleeves are all knackered and I'm like yeah. picking it up and I'm thinking the memories are the memories from that tunes like you can yeah. tell you can tell I've played it quite a few times in fusion because the sleeves like in one, there's yeah. only there's only one at half like half the sleeve and it's all taped up.
0: It's like it's like when you were playing tunes there as well. Obviously, a lot of it. Are you say none, none of it's planned because you've got a full night of tunes, but. Would like you would grab a tune and just throw it on and then you'd sort of disregard for the for the sleeve and stuff like that yeah so you can tell that a tune that's been hammered that's from a tune that hasn't um so through what we've talked about have you got what what what's your favorite sets ever if like you say your top three favorite sets I asked I asked the vast of guests this and it's just what 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 was just the perfect right time right place and it just felt like do you know, I never thought I'd do this when I started out, like... Yeah,
1: so, Um probably should have thought of these. Soul Fest is probably you know. a good... I really enjoyed Soulfest. You, I
0: think you had, you, like, as I say, I'm not surprised so, you know, so or whatnot, but when I turned up there, there was a really good atmosphere. Like It, it, was, really, it was a good atmosphere
1: it all weekend at that, yeah. at that hive stage. It was brilliant.
0: And nobody, nobody was, like, there was no... Everyone was in the zone with it. Yeah. Like, if you walked onto the, that stage, because it was, like, it was, like, boxes around the, the, where the dance floor was, wasn't there? Yeah. And if you got in there, it was, like, everybody was tuned into the DJ, and every time you were mixing a tune in, as soon as they'd hear, like, the bass line or the kick drum of what it was, and they knew what it was, it was a big hands-in-the-air moment. It's yeah. Like, it it, I mean, it I reminded like... me of something from when I first started. It was, like, quite... It was really, really like, night atmosphere and pleasant and, like... I remember when when I turned up there, the sun was just going down in over the over the fields. Cause yeah. it was like it's a big outdoor thing, isn't it? It's like
1: just just good. I, maybe I'm just yeah, a bit. It, um... it was amazing. The, the Saturday was amazing as well. It was the same same crack. It was just amazing all weekend. That that, that hive tent. Yeah. And all the DJs just just played were, absolutely So was that
0: we playing trance on the Saturday as well? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I um, mean, most throughout the day they they were playing like tech house and prog. And I mean, I'm I'm not really. I mean, I could play it, but I don't really own any of it, and I'd have to download it. And, so I thought I'll stick with what I know yeah. and what I enjoy, and it, I thought it's a bit of a gamble because it's it's been frog house yeah. and, and tech house all, all day, and I'm just gonna come on and play trance. It yeah. could it could have it could have fell on its ass, but it, luckily it didn't.
0: you you got a big crowd.
1: Mm, in there, look, luckily it was, <laughs> um, <laughs> it works.
0: But like like with I um, I like the tech stuff now. <coughs> to be honest. I mm. like I like yeah, tech no, house. It's got a very because it's, it's starting to get a bit tougher now. If, mm-hmm. if you notice and a bit faster a lot of the bigger DJs like Patrick Toppin uh, Ben Nicky and stuff like that they 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 support a lot of like um, tech house stuff but they're playing it at a faster BPM it's got like it's got really early hard house vibe as well well yeah I I mean
1: it's all about the baseline isn't it you you need to with Soulfest I listened to that tech house all day Saturday Sunday and it 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 was really some really amazing tunes but you you need you need to listen to it on a good sound system because obviously it's all about the baseline
0: yeah Uh, oh yeah um, for, uh, the reason that I can't really get into it that much is I'm a casual listener of music, so if you just drive along in the car, you, you're not getting the full of effect of, of what a tech house tune is, are you?
1: No, well, no. Not, not to a great... Not unless you've got a good sound system in it.
0: But that, that high sound system was quality, by the way. Yeah, it was. Um, it was
1: I think he's going to make it bigger this year, or next, make it bigger for the year. It was a Function one.
0: Yeah, it, it was quality. Um, if I was to ask you for three meaningful tracks of your times... Gone by and why? What would you
1: give me? Twelve-inch stumper's don't cross the line. That was like one of the iconic Hard House tracks, the UK Gold mix. Yeah. So
0: what? 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 Where does that take you back to? Like what? What? When you first started? When we first
1: started getting into Hard House. Uh, and then, I mean, you listen to it now, it's just it's just almost like bounce.
0: Oh yeah, that all mm-hmm. that stuff is isn't it? The UK, UK Gold Paul stuff James, is really yeah. like pumping.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you, you could probably play some of it in a in a bounce set now and you get away with it.
0: Yeah. Um, I I actually play a bit of hard house in my set. Um, what was it? I played not so long ago. I think I played, oh the, was it the last century in um, Carlisle, and it was um, the track was uh, Signum and Scott Mark, uh, just do it, just do it, uh, the John Whiteman and Ingo remix, and that build up that goes on and on and on. I like I played that at, at a bounce night and I played it in between some vocal stuff. And
1: it just got because it was different. It got a good reaction. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's one of Ingo's best tunes. That definitely. Yeah. So what's your uh, number two tune then? Um, I've I've got a trance tune for this. Um, Digger Church of Ra. It was a night. It came out in nineteen ninety nine. It was like a big. It was on Gatecrasher. I do albums. Um.
0: And why did
1: you pick that then? Just I just heard it a few times in Crusher. What, and then you just. Clubbing and it's just you know when you just love a tune.
0: So when you when you first heard it. Were you, you run to the record
1: shop? Like, I, or, I, I ordered a copy, I think I got a copy of Juno when I heard it. Uh, well, I've I actually do, done a Hard House remix of it as well. Uh, and then
0: you've you blasted it out in Fusion and that as well? Like? Oh,
1: yeah, I've played it a few times in Fusion. It's, I mean, you, you listen to it, it's just a generic trance track, but it's. Uh, but
0: obviously, it's, it's good. something that you've picked on that means something to you in that moment of time. Which well, was a nice trance tune,
1: yeah. Yeah. What's your number three? Um, an old Hard House tune, Blue Amazon, No Other Love, the Nick Rafferty remix.
0: I don't know that tune to be honest. Oh, it's
1: well powerful. Is it? Brilliant.
0: Um, maybe that's why I don't know. it. Well, well
1: you do because I sent you that bootleg, that was the, the bootleg. Oh is that, is that the original that tune, right? Oh right. That's the blue Amazon. That
0: is a tune. <laughs> mm. And it's not that hard I don't think though. It's not like No, not
1: you, a, you you class it out of chance, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, Quality tune. Hmm. Quality. So I, was, I was impressed by that. Um, we were watching a movie on was it was it Friday night and you sent it over. Just
0: what are you doing? I said, oh, I just need to listen to this. And so I just thought i <laughs> just give it give her a listen and like get in get in there class. Oh what what have you got? For the for the future, what what's your plans? Have you got anything
1: that you want to plug or anything like that? Like um, d- DJing wise, I've I pretty much. I'm just happy just DJing at home now. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I will do a few live streams, etc. but yeah.
0: There's... I mean,
1: don't get me wrong. If somebody said, "Will you DJ if I was a wood. Yeah. But I'm not really that bothered. <laughs> yeah. So yeah,
0: you're, you're winding down, sort of say. Yeah, and
1: I'm happy just just um, DJing for fun.
0: Yeah. Have you got any sets coming up or out like that?
1: Um. No, nothing.
0: Nothing yet, no. It's mental, that man, like mm. I've even got a Dexter at the moment because we <laughs> haven't got a house, so... <laughs> uh, so you're in between
1: at the moment? In between, I've got nothing set yeah. up.
0: I've got to ask you, because, uh, ask everyone who comes on, uh, do you like Chinese food?
1: Do I like Chinese food? Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you were to go to a Chinese and get a Chinese takeaway, a meal for one, what would you get?
1: You usually get special curry. Special curry, What? what's mm. your side? Yeah. Rice usually, right. our chips, fried rice. But I'll eat, I'll eat, to be fair, I'll eat anything. <laughs> eat anything. Uh, nice one. Um, I appreciate you coming on,
0: mate. It's thanks very much. Have you? I, I'll be, by the way, I will be getting you back on as well. Once once we get up and going properly, I'm gonna get you and Andy to come on together because it was yeah that, that, you, it was requested. Um We've got would, enough parts to get the mics and that plug. That in. that would be good, crack, yeah. um We because, can talk. We can talk
1: more about the hard house scene and the engineering. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, where can people listen to your music? Um, what what platforms
1: are you on? I'm just. I've got a SoundCloud. It's just. It's just SoundCloud. Uh, forward slash Lee Mills. Right. No and there's a, there's ad house mixes, trance mixes. Yeah. There is a, a big variety of stuff on there. Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've done a drum and bass mix as well. So there's quite a few things. Yeah, like.
0: um, quite a versatile DJ. It's been a pleasure having you on, there, and I've really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. And I'm sure everyone listening as well. Hope so. Have it as well yeah. because. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's good it's good um, you get talking and stuff and people pe- people start to remember stuff that happened in the past and you can tell when you talk about it, you the smile on your face and like like you're just nostalgic about it but yeah yeah definitely gonna get you on in the future and um, we'll we'll get you and Andy on as a duo yeah that'd be, uh, that'd be good thanks to ev- everyone for listening thank um, you very much right I'll see you later.